Joker is a standalone origin movie of the classic Batman villain. But does this one deliver the punchline, or is it a killing joke? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Pop School, the Fan Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we are reviewing Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix character-driven vehicle that is getting a surprising amount of controversy, Oscar buzz, you name it, Joker has it. But Darren, I'm always Mike, by the way. Uh, and I'm always Darren. But, but Darren, does this movie have your interest? Does it have your good tidings? I had my thoughts that it wouldn't, because mm. this isn't your sort of film, mm. um, but I'm going to let you sort of crack open here because your face oh. is telling a story oh I'm worried <laughs> I'm, I'm worried yeah. uh, this has been universally praised mm. it broke October box office records yep for an Oscar movie about a superhero villain yep that doesn't have its superhero attached to it nope it's all kinds of weird before you even like get into what it's about that is true and I, I made a prophecy. You may remember this a few years ago. Mm. Um, it wasn't actually about this movie. It was about Venom. Yeah. When I said that supervillain origin movies are inherently flawed. Always have been and always will be. Because, you know, it's all the things that you have to then... Um, you have to either make them a protagonist and then they're not a villain anymore... And to do it the superhero there, it kind of ruins point. Particularly these two, Venom as a dark reflection of Spider-Man and Joker as the antithesis to Batman. Mm. How do you do those when Spider-Man and Batman aren't there? And and I, I, I prophesize that they just wouldn't... It's not... You can't do it. Yeah. Now, Venom... <laughs> Venom happened. Better than I ever expected it to be. Yeah, that's true. But not But it was, it was still... It's empty because of its absence of Spider-Man. Yeah, it's flawed. Yes. Um... Now this one, on the surface level at least, from box office records, reviews, I don't know what the audience score is like on these, but I know the critics have loved it. Um, And yeah, so then then maybe, has it worked now? I came out this movie and just thought, my god that was up its own arse, wasn't it? (laughs) Okay, it is a little bit... I'll give give um, you that, it is very much not trying to be a traditional... Superior film. No. And it never tries to be a no, superior film. No, admittedly not. I think mm. that was... And you know what's coming. Do I? Yeah, probably. Go on. Um, that was 100% to its favour. Okay. I have not stopped thinking about this film uh-huh. since I've seen it. This might be the most I have thought about a film this year. Right. It's not my number one. Okay. But I think this is getting on the top ten, Darren. I have heard Angry Birds 2 is very good, so that might be a bit... Um, I really, really like this film. Oh, this is what I was worried about. Yeah. Well, I knew this... I was this... hoping we'd be on the same team. No, I knew oh. this was coming. I knew this was coming. The second I started to fit... I'll admit, Darren, the second I came out of it, I was like, yeah. well, that was a fucking film. That was two hours of misery. Yeah. And then 
the thoughts began. Yeah. Then I started contemplating how it's mm-hmm. been constructed. Now, that's interesting because uh, my girlfriend had the exact same uh, response to it that you did, of that she came out going like, oh, that wasn't great, was it? And I didn't enjoy that. But the more she's thought on it, the more she's enjoyed it. Mm. Now, what that says about me, <laughs> that I just haven't dwelled on this. I mean, I've thought about it, and you yeah. are right, it's very thought-provoking. But I was just thinking of like, well, why is everyone, what, what am I missing? I looked at it from that way. Mm. I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that it's not, and this isn't your fault, because it is presenting itself as, it, it's there, five letters on the poster that say Joker. Mm. Is presenting itself. This is a comic book movie. Yeah. And it's 100% not that. Mm. It is not... There is no fight scenes. There is no sort of... I mean, this is an origin movie, but it's not... There's nothing colourful about it up until the Joker appears. Yeah. It's not trying to play to the stereotype and the genre of a traditional superhero film. And whilst Marvel have done... A similar thing, yet different, in take... In, I know. And then in, in taking... Oh, it's a superhero film, but it's also a sci-fi. It is also a Western. It is also a political yeah. thriller. Adding on. Yeah, adding on, not... Well, this is... It's this first, and also the superhero yeah. um, source material in it. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to work. After seeing it, I didn't think it did work. And then I later realised that that's not the thing it was trying to make work. Right. And I think I think maybe that's why I'm more favourable, because I'm removing the but-it-has-to-set-up-Batman element from it, although there is elements of the Batman story in there, a version of. I think you can't... Because DC's going down this route of worlds of DC, yeah. and because this is supposed to be 100% a one-shot, it's one and done. We're not getting another one. Please, God, don't help make uh, us get another he one. He said he might be open to He a said, sequel. yeah, after it did really well on the opening weekend, the original artistic intent was to say, right, that's it now. Yeah. I think that would be the most benefit for this film is not to do a follow-up. Okay. I think we're going to have to try and wrangle some some order on this. Yeah. Because my thoughts are just too varied and too vast to really just sit here because otherwise we're just going to get lost. Yeah. So I think there has been universal praise and it has, it, it's, it's earned... For um, Joaquin Phoenix? For Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, in incredible performance. In terms of... Uh, there, I have some issues with it just from an enjoyment standpoint. Mm. But in terms of just embodying a character, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Nailed that. 100%. It, he'll, be, he'll be definitely in the conversation for the uh, Oscar. Yep. I'd say he's a leading contender for that. Oh, um, uh, yeah, 100%. And I could easily see that. I can see him winning... Best actor, more so than I can see winning, winning best picture. Best yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Both, hundred percent. It'll be up for both, but Joaquin's got the bigger chance of walking away with a gong. Definitely, so because it's it's really good. It's more an Arthur Fleck movie than it ever is a Joker movie. This is true. This is a point I was going to bring up later on. Mm. Of those five letters on the on the poster are the ones that are tricking you because they should say Arthur and not Joker. Yeah, because it is. I mean, he's in every single scene, bar yeah. one that they have to put in because of what this film is. Yeah. They even find a way to push him into a flashback scene. He's in every fucking scene of this movie. That is. And in every single one, it's it's no perfect. I'm, I struggle to find a thing he did wrong. Mo- most shockingly, I really enjoyed the way they characterised the laugh in this film. Yeah. And it looks like it fucking hurts him. Yeah. 
I really like what they did with that. Of how it's kind of... With the Joker, it's kind of... It is thing that he does, mm. but he enjoys it. And in this one, it just... He nailed that kind of empty, humorless laugh thing. Mm. But they gave it a reason for being and making it part of his tragedy as opposed to, you know, something... Ha-ha. Yeah. I, I think the only... The problem I have to deal with that comes from that, it's nothing to do with him necessarily mm. because he was doing his job as, as ordered and he does great at that. Yeah. I think it, it's a wider problem I have with this movie of just... For, for, there's certain things that happen. When I say it's up its own arse, um, <laughs> it really feels like an art house yeah, movie it does. in both the good and the bad of what that... I, I think I know what you're referring to here, but let's see what you... What the dancing. There we go. Yeah. I'm like, why is it... That's just to make it seem like it's arty. Like, I, I know there's like... I've seen think pieces on it where it's like, oh no, it's him copying the dancing that Robert De Niro's character does and... and I didn't read it that way. How did you read it? I read it, so... Are we going full-blown media student wanker? Are we going spoilers here, or...? Uh, eh, let's try and hold it. Okay, so... There's a dance quite early on after sort of the first big beat of, of the movie. And that dance is very controlled and precise and slow. Which is a complete antithesis of the dance that you see in the trailers as he's coming down the stairs, which is frenetic and wild mm-hmm. and unpredictable. And to me, that is a transition from somebody who has to keep control of themselves into somebody who enjoys the chaos that they actually embody. Right. That's just how I read it, though. So yeah, like I'm yeah. saying, I read it as I'll let my body express the words I can express. <laughs> it's time for the time dream for ballet. The dream ballet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that then there's Good dream ballet. Yeah, there, there's all this kind of like the and I know they're doing it as like an unreliable narrative mm. thing, which is how the Joker origin stories usually portray in the comic books. But I just, no, I didn't write any notes just because I had so many yeah. of them. That I thought I don't really want to commit it to paper because then I'm just gonna I'm gonna think on it too much and I'm gonna either completely throw it under the bus or whatever. Yeah. Just a lot of times I came at this movie and just thinking, oh, all right, lads, I get it. It's a bit kooky. Just can we just fucking go on? Um, elsewhere, you have um, Zazzy Beats playing. Yeah. I didn't get a name. Oh, Sophie? I'll do. I think it's Sophie. Yeah. I'm going to double check that while she talks about Zazie Beats. Uh-huh. Uh, hard to talk about her really without spoiling um, what her role in the yes. film is. Yeah, yeah. There are hints of it in the trailers if you haven't figured yes. out. She's kind of like... this. Is, it's it's very much a Joaquin Phoenix vehicle. All oh, of 100%. Her, all of her characters are very much, even like tertiary, mm. really. Like, they don't really... She has probably the most impact. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is the primary and secondary character yes, of the film. exactly that. You've got ones like his, his mom plays in a few scenes and kind of has, like, the B-plot. Um, you have Thomas Wayne, probably Bruce Wayne's dad. I got it right. Sophie Dumond. Well done. Um... But th- th- there's nothing really to pick apart because it's such a one-dimensional character study. Yeah. Everybody else is just incidental to that story. Pretty much. No one else really has a plot of their own. Yeah, just focusing on him, which is fine. I I, I, I appreciate that it's a horse, not a camel. Mm. And, you know, it, it's all one idea and we're all on one train. But that just means that there's, there's parts of this movie where I got quite bored and was like, can we... Can we just, like, I'll admit that last 20 minutes, when it finally all clicks, yeah. great, fantastic. And I'm worried that's what everyone's really thinking about <laughs> afterwards. 
it's not that proceeding like it's not an overly long movie it's about two hours there thereabouts feels like a three hour movie it does and it presents itself like you said earlier as, as an artist movie for that entire mm. runtime. It, it is not it is not interested in being it's not interested in being Marvel basically no. it's not interested in having this overarching three-act structure with many different characters and lots of moving parts. It is you follow one guy from start to finish and everything else is secondary. Yes. And again, I appreciate that. I I kind of like they didn't lean into the superhero elements basically at all. But it just means, like I said, there's bits of this thing where I was just like, can we just skip to the next bit of violence or the next, you know, real in-depth, like, oh, I can see where the joke is coming from now. Mm. Because as many as like, oh, every different, there's so many different versions of the Joker, this is just a new interpretation of it. Can't say it was one of my favourites, it was just, oh, this is probably the most realistic and that makes it quite sad. It's yeah. a depressing watch. It is a very depressing watch. I think this would, this is a struggle for multiple watches. I think, oh, yeah. I really only need to see this once. Um, uh-huh. It's not saying I won't ever watch it again, because I do think it was really well made. Yeah, I'm not in a rush to go and see it again. However, the discussions that I'm having with people about the film, yeah, is if <laughs> this isn't a bad thing against the film, but the discussions I'm having are infinitely more interesting than watching the film. Yeah, it's got the Logan problem. Yeah, like, I really don't need to see Logan again. No, I really like Logan. Before, when am I ever going to be in the mood for that? Movie? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'm feeling real good about myself. We need to top that off and send it downhill a little bit. Let's watch the Joker movie. But it's. Like- but it's like a lot of um, Oscar movies, isn't it? Like, I haven't wanted to go back and watch uh, Moonlight whatsoever. Mm. Um, what else? Green Book, the one that won this year. I didn't need to watch that again. I want to watch that again. I finally got around to watching it. It is good. I really liked it. It didn't seem very art house It's no. just it's a real real straightforward story, actually, yeah. when you think about it. Um, but there we go. Um, yeah, I... And this is what I'm just going to keep coming back to. Of... You know what? The best way for me to put this, Mm. and I feel like we're going to have to go to spoilers relatively early, but I'll just... This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I've probably described to you before my feelings towards The Last of Us. Yes. I think it's a brilliant game. There's no denying that. It's fantastic on a lot of levels. I didn't enjoy it, though. Can't say I enjoyed it. No. And I feel like that's the same with the Joker. I appreciate it as as a study, and I appreciate it as just, you know, a piece of filmmaking, but I... Didn't have fun with it. Now, no. you can say, well, that's not the point. But my God, life is depressing enough as it is. And I'm not saying every movie needs to be bubblegum pop happy. But, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't find myself... I, was, I wasn't I was exactly clock watching. No. But I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit of a drag, isn't it? And then, yeah, that last 20 minutes happens. And it's all fun. And then it feels like a Joker movie. Hmm. It's the preceding two hours that I have a bit of a problem with. That's... That is... Our way to view it, and that's not your fault. Yeah. That is very much... The movie has succeeded in doing what it set out to do, which was be a gritty, realistic, and very depressing film about a man who becomes the Joker. Yeah. That's what the the modus operandi of this from day dot was, and it succeeded in doing that. Whether that's to your tastes is a different story. Yeah, and this is why I don't argue with either camp. Mm. If you, you're you telling me now that you really liked it, some people have gone a, a bit above and beyond, saying 10 out of 10, perfect movie. Good it's not a fucking perfect movie. No, good, good, no. Um, far too much reliance on the, again, the dream ballet stuff, the... <laughs> the um, Screw it up. 
Scrap. <laughs> um, it's kind of obvious where it's going. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the marketing, to be honest. Yeah, it was kind of... If you know anything about well, like a Joker origin movie, if they'd done a <clears throat> Godzilla 1999 on it oh, and God. never actually shown you him in full Joker, mm. I think it would have worked better. I think if it was just either the back of his head when he's walking down that corridor or yeah. just far away shots or whatever, you just obscure him. You know it's the Joker movie. You The poster is just the paint, but not his actual face. Yeah. I think that would have been better. Ultimately, showing off the dance on the stairs is the undoing of the movie because yeah. that when you get to that point, you're like, fuck, everything's gone off the deep end. Now we're into the Joker's turned up. Yeah. That's where, for you, the film got interesting. For me, the film reached a natural crescendo from the story it was telling. Yeah. But once again, ruining the marketing. So, thanks, trailers. <laughs> Although, I, I don't know whether I'd... Because I admit, I watched those trailers and I still didn't have high hopes. It's only as the controversy and the buzz started generating, I was like, okay, this might be a film I have to pay attention to now. Yeah. And I am glad I did. I am very glad See, I did. I'm very glad I went to watch it. But, and it, it Dudley Showcase was rammed. Oh, yeah rammed when mm. we went and it was the Wednesday after it came out and it was chock-a-block and there was only hide-and-seek or ready or whatever that horror movie ready or not that's yeah. all that was the only thing out now I know working at a cinema that any horror movie released in the month of October does well but I can't you, believe it was that you know what was shocking mm. it's out of cinemas really it chapter 2 is not showing a Dudley Showcase they'll bring You'd have thought, right? You'd have thought it would have kept like one screen running until Maybe. Halloween. Well, that's probably what they were banking on because that's why they put it out as early. They thought, well, we're guaranteed to run to at least to the end of October. But mm. there we are. I suppose there is Zombieland, this, and the Adams Family coming out between now and Halloween. Yeah. So that but might be. But Joker's not a scary film. Like... No, but I can see why people would think that. Oh, yeah, get it. off base, you know, previous. Adaptations of him as yeah, yeah, yeah. you know violent and he's, yeah. and he's a clown and all and that. He, good and you know, and when he when he had that fucking pimp phase, that was the most terrifying thing ever. Oh, yeah. oh make it stop! He's already dead. Well, there we go. It's at least better. Than, it's at least else. <laughs> it's better than Jared Leto. Good job, Wacky Pete. That's uh, that's high you praise. You outacted the frontman of Thirty Seconds to Mars. Well good done. job, you. Um, I still think my villain prophecy is intact. Like it's a, it's. It's a great movie, but does, put it this way, and I'm glad they're positioning it as like it's a one and done because my god, do I not want to see this Joker fight Batman? Mm. That would be over in about ten seconds flat because yep. he's not like some crazy schemer or you know some real maniacal madman or even like some like almost supernatural like the Joker is sometimes seen to be. Yeah, he's literally just a mental patient with a gun. <laughs> Uh, all those people trying to say that also, oh, oh, what's the messages in this movie about a current state of politics? That was... I think we're going to have to have that discussion. Mm. And I have a view. Oh. And we're going to get to it. Okay. Does that mean we need to do some spoilers? Well, very quickly. Okay. My spoiler-free verdict. Uh-huh. I think you should watch this film regardless of anything. And if you can watch it without seeing any of the trailers, that's the best way to see it. I think if you're after a standard... Uh, superhero movie please just wait for Black Widow next year yep because there's not another one coming out until Black Widow is there I can't remember not that I can think of no no that's it now so just wait for Black Widow or go and watch Endgame again it's out on Blu-ray now you can go and get that Um, I think if you want something that's actually going to challenge you 
And I don't say that as a, mm, put your thinking cap on, you film critiques. Yeah. It's like, it's a hard watch, mm. but I think you will be happy for watching it and being a part of the discussion that's coming out of it. Yeah. I think societally it's an important film, not necessarily in the pantheon of great films ever made, though. No. I'll give you that. But I did really like it. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not saying this is bad. I don't think it made my top ten, because I'm kind of reserving that. It's either going to be a movie that, like, if it's not going for comedy, it's going for laughs, it's going for fun, mm. it's going to be something truly impactful. Yeah. And I didn't feel like the messages that this movie was putting across really resonated with me. Mm. I thought the ones that were there were sometimes... It, it flipped between them being, like, really subtle, you know, oh, this is just literally a character piece, and then being really over-the-top, clanging you in the goddamn face with the messages. Yeah. That I don't think it, it kind of... It lacked that. Now, whether that's the director, because he's a former comedy guy, just not really having the nuance to, to put it together oh, subtly. Oh, we'll get to talking about Todd Phillips. Oh, boy. Fuck yes, sake. we will. Um, I, I, I echo what you're saying, though. It's it's worth going to see it to be part of the discussion. Mm. Oh, God, that seems wanky. Um, and, and it's interesting. It is. And just based on the variety of reactions I've seen just from people I know who've seen it, I mean, it's worth going to see which camp you fall into. <laughs> yeah. No one's had a middling, um, you know, review of this. Mm. No one's sat on the fence and gone, yeah, it's fine. You're either like, well, this is some overblown shite, or, my God, this shite is amazing. Let's <laughs> overblow it. Um <laughs> tortured there's me complaining about mixed messages and then you give him one cool um spoiled right Mm. okay here we go so the media had it out for this film right I kind of have to think that that's what was going on, right? It felt like they were picking up on a lot of the negativity. Yeah. And like... Oh, it would be such a shame if this film had mass shootings around it. Yeah. Oh, please think of the children and don't commit any mass shootings. But remember that it's October. Please do a mass shooting. We need the clicks. Yeah, Trump's kind of calmed down a little bit in a minute. So we need something to just pass the week. We need Uh, something for angry white guys to do so we can demonise angry white guys. Oh, there's going to be police there. They're all they've got the eight for you, yeah. crazy rednecks. They're, they're trying not to let, stop you, they're not bastards. Le- they're not letting anybody in without a partner. No single tickets are left. Really? No, no of oh. course not. It was all fucking horseshit. Oh. Was all the joke was costume thing real? That they weren't letting people in cosplaying? I don't know. Would you be okay as long as you turn up as the Jared Leto one? Like, <laughs> well, you're clearly a fuckless virgin, so in you come. You ain't no danger to anyone, but, you know, no. in, other than Kleenex, you ain't no danger to anybody. So in you come, man. You have fun sniffing glue for two hours, my in friend. In you come, my friend. It's a uh, nice break from the window licking. <laughs> Boom. In your pop. Oh, so imagine their shock when, when Joker, the... As I called it, Glocko the mass shooting clown <laughs> is not <laughs> is not the 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 you know the alt right vehicle for mass slaughter that you think isn't it is. Violence cool? No, yeah. it isn't. No, it what it is. It's a film about how you shouldn't underfund mental health services, mm. and also capitalism is bad. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know that very untouched topic. Yeah, just. I get it. I couldn't believe that it was actually... It was a film that, that the people who were complaining about it, it was appealing oh. to them. Yeah, now, now, not to be on the side of Fox News. <laughs> not a sentence. 
Oh, this is going to be fun. My Liberal Democrat voting ass would ever say, but here we go. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I can see where they're coming from with the ending. Because, right, with Breaking Bad, I haven't seen El Camino yet. No, I'm saving it. I'm saving it for, for the right time. Um, because my god I want to sink my teeth into that and probably watch the like, the last couple of episodes of Breaking Bad to yeah where everyone I feel feels. like I need to remind myself what happened in season 5 because yeah. that's, like, that's still my least favourite not my least favourite season but it's my least memorable season oh but that's when I that's know. when he finds out I know but like <clears throat> they jump the shark with the train robbery anyway like you true know. okay um, what I mentioned Breaking Bad we Breaking Bad yeah you know the the slow burn turn of um, Walter White yeah. into full blown Heisenberg. That's the only time that making your protagonist also the antagonist has ever worked mm. that I have seen. Yeah, because they took their time. It's real subtle. Yeah, don't really notice all the moving parts. And by the end, there is different readings of it. But I've always been like, no, Walter White was the bad guy. Hank was the good guy. There's other. Jesse Pinkman to a lesser extent, but you get wrong coming. Mm. Well, Jesse was kind of a victim, I guess. Yes, that's exactly. one way of reading it. This movie does not have that time, obviously, because it's only got one movie to do it. This is true. So, Joker is much more of a protagonist than he's ever shown to be an antagonist. Yeah. We are on his side. As yeah. an audience, he's portrayed as this... a victim, but like a, like a victim taking control of his actions. This is something that I wanted to have a chat with you. Is yeah. That it's he- like... I know you didn't like the film. At what point did you realise that you were on Joker's side more than you were not on his side? Because I feel like that's a fairly common thing. It's like, I'm surprised how much I felt sorry for the Joker. It didn't exonerate what he does in the film. No. But he does generate a level of sympathy that I was not prepared for. Well, I think it's just... Again, it is it is a bit of a slow burn approach because you learn about what um, about his mom and about his upbringing and all that stuff. And because you're just so intensely spending time with him, mm. it's hard now to think of him as you know. Sympathy is a hard word to have. It's more of a slight understanding of like right. I see how these set of scenarios can lead to this type of person. Mm. The point I'm trying to drive towards is the ending yeah. of him shooting Robert De Niro in the face. <laughs> Which is and a hell of a thing. It is. And the way that the movie has kind of positioned him as your central figure has... has it's, it's not as, oh, this is your point of view character. He's not the Keanu Reeves of the situation. He's not a blank slate. There's a lot going on there. I can see where these right-wing people are coming from and the basis for their argument of saying, like, your protagonist shoots a man in cold blood who was doing the right thing. Okay, yes, he made fun of him. Turn on any late-night talk show, you'll see that. My God. That's the basis of comedy. Mm. It's a bit cruel, but it's nowhere near as cruel as everyone else has been to him. And he still gives him a chance to come onto his show. Yes, it might have been to... You know, he kills Robert De Niro in, in cold blood, and whilst he's arrested, he then gets broken out, and he's basically kind of adored as a hero. Mm. We'll get to the readings of the ending in, in a minute. I can see where the right wing would point to that and say, your protagonist literally shot a man in cold blood... And, and it was celebrated and for it. And was celebrated for it yeah. as a kind of hero. And you're not really ever... It's got to be that Wolf of Wall Street problem where it's like, well, you didn't really show the repercussions of that action, did you? We'll get to readings of the end <laughs> in a moment. I can see where they're coming from based on that. Yeah. I get it. And that did jar me a little bit of like... Mm. 
you didn't do enough to make him seem like right to do that you've got to fully commit to Joker's in the wrong and I don't feel like that's what the movie was telling us no. unfortunately I, again I did warn you this is going to be deep media wankery but there we are yeah I agree with you but at the same time I think I think the film is, is pushing you to think about your own moral compass at the yeah. same time as it is presenting this story mm. and I, th- I feel like the first 20 minutes up until he shoots the three guys on the subway yeah you're like this is how awful for this man that this is his life and then yeah. he sh- then he kills three people and it's like eh, okay no i don't feel so bad for you but no. then it'll give you another 20 minutes of oh fuck that's dreadful mm. i can't believe that happened to you and then he'll kill someone else like oh yeah i don't agree with that it's yeah i think that the back and forth of the do i feel sorry for this man or am i seeing an example of a deranged psychopath. Yeah. Is told really neatly. Mm. And whether whether or not you think that they did enough to, you know, say you can't, you shouldn't be like this guy, you, you shouldn't be cheering for the Joker. Yeah. What it did do is explain fully. It's like, okay, you mix these things together, mm. you stir it up, and you add this you know, you, you take this concoction of shitty, awful things to happen to somebody yeah. and then plonk them dead centre in, in a town that equally treats them like crap and this could happen. Yeah. So and it's a morality tale. It's a morality tale. But it, not only is it a morality tale about was it moral for the Joker to do what he did? Yeah. If he even did them, but we'll get to that. Um, but is it is it morally right for us to to see him as a protagonist? Is it morally right for us to feel empathy? I'm not going to call it sympathy, mm. but at least empathise with where he's come from. And is it morally right for everybody else in that world to do what they did? Yeah. Or continue to do what they did or react the way they did? Right. This is what I mean. There's so many fucking questions That's being thrown a, now, up. Then there's the thing. I, don't, I can't honestly say hand on heart if this was intentional or not, whether they've landed on this as a happy accident and people... Because I think marketing, as much as we deride the trailers, smartly position this as a think piece, mm. as opposed to like, it's the wacky Joker film. Um, I So I don't know whether Todd Phillips' mastery <laughs> of The Hangover Part 2 and 3... Todd Phillips yeah. is the Joker. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that. Todd Phillips is the Joker. In real life. Todd Phillips, a man who is failing, who failed at comedy, ended up doing something so serious that he just kind of looked into something and is now being derided as a hero. The Joker in this film failed at comedy, looked himself into a situation where there's social uprising and became a hero. Todd Phillips is the Joker. Howard, you've done it again. <laughs> These days I'm and never be oh happy days. <laughs> oh, good God, Maggle. <laughs> did you do that? I or think I just that? I think I just did that. Fuck. I've not read that, it just came to me. <laughs> fuck. That's why okay. I kind of stopped you mid-sentence. I was like, that... oh fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, can we talk? Can we quickly just have t- two minutes on Todd Phillips? Uh, Todd Phillips is a bit of a shithead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Something we can agree on. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I can't do comedy anymore because everybody's too woke. I'm like, look, I get it. As somebody who enjoys offensive humour, I get it. Mm. But saying that there literally is not a, 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 
a I, I, what would you call it a hunger for the kind of comedy you're doing yeah. would not also not be untrue because people don't want to watch your films but would be untrue because no one likes The Hangover Part 3 yeah. not a single person alive looked at The Hangover Part 3 and went well that's high art yeah I know fuck off Todd Phillips yeah he really needs to like do one I mean like... but if this is again this is kind of where I'm drawing the parallels to the Joker if that's what happens if that's if that's when you force a man out of comedy and then you get a film this interesting I'm kind of glad we did it and this is what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is it Happy Accident or is it Machiavellian <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my brain can't process yeah. oh just sometimes I really wish I didn't do media studies because yeah, it would be so much fucking easier but I just can't turn it off a, Michael if, if, if you did media studies like imagine like Ant-Man and the Wasp mm. is like a McDonald's value meal yeah. this is a fucking Jacobean banquet yes, it is. Like, if it you're is. a media studies student because yeah, you just Oh, and I've I've just knackered myself at thinking about it. I've just like, and that's why I, this is why I came away so like tormented about this film because I'm just I'm thinking about so many things. But it's again deciding: am I reading too much into this? Yeah. Or is this what I'm meant to be doing? Something what's can... happening, Michael? Help! Off the back of that quote, Darren, what's happening? What do you think was real? Because it was very clear that things weren't real in this film, right? Because of the and and spoilers. We've already said spoilers, yeah. but more oh, spoilers. Spoiler alert! Uh, she wasn't his girlfriend. That was the, clearly the most yeah. obvious thing. But when you plant that seed of distrust and you become yeah. an unreliable narrator. And I started noticing little things the more and more I thought about mm. it. After he kills three guys on the subway, his friends at the Clown Temp yeah. Agency? That's <laughs> a fucking thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess that was where he worked. That wasn't really clear. With the cockney little person. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the with fucking... With mini um, Vinny Jones. Yeah. Mini Jones, if you hey, will. Hey. Hey. Um, it's like... When they're talking about the shootings that happened on the subway, they went, it was a guy in a mask, right? I heard mask. Joker wasn't in a mask. Joker had face paint on. Yeah. Did the Joker, in his own mind, or in what I've sometimes perceived it to be, in his retelling of this event, put, put himself in the position of the person that committed the subway murders? Right. Did he do anything and i think it's very important that one of the major lines in the trailer and what i came across as one of the best quotes of the film was sometimes i feel like i don't really no sometimes i felt like i never existed now i realize i do right is that the joker saying you know i am manifest destiny i created my own path arthur is dead the joker is alive Mm. or is it that's something he would think about doing and something he's fantasized about doing. And then some other fucker does it and he convinces himself in his sick mind that he did it. So when he sees the, cl- the clown thing happening around him, mm. he it, just absorbs that. He absorbs it. That's yeah. me. Yeah. I did that. They're talking about me. And now suddenly yeah. I feel good about myself. That's a very interesting thing. I think the only thing we can take away from both the Zazie Beats girlfriend twist. And the end scene, mm. where he's back in the padded cell, it was hinted at earlier in the movie that he's already been in said padded cell. Yeah, that kind of three-second cutaway that didn't yeah. feel like it fit anywhere no. until you get right to the end. Uh, it's all circle booking. Mm. means that, stra- which is 
oddly the most comic book accurate part of this movie because the Joker does not have a definitive origin movie what, what's the quote something like uh, if I wanted to have an origin story I'd like it to be multiple choice there we go which is great but that then means that any reading is possible yep. you've opened the doors to any way you want to see this whether it's high fantasy it's a real fucking high clown under a bridge somewhere doing all this <laughs> whether he's taking because when you mentioned the mask thing I thought you were going to say well he heard the mask thing and therefore ooh clown mask and then he starts seeing them on other people yeah and he's taking that and look. I hadn't even considered that yeah and this is the problem oh, <laughs> damn this movie oh just be straightforward my god um, I don't think the Adam family is going to be plagued with such like fucking existential crises when I watch that I'm like, oh good who really is cousin it you know <laughs> Why not cousin? Why? <laughs> I don't think we'll be doing this next week when we review Zombieland Double Tap. Probably not. It's coming from the other end of the goddamn mm. spectrum. Um, yeah, it's. I'm enjoying this though. I'm enjoying really picking this film apart. I want to enjoy it more, but I can't because I have to. This is a flaw of Because mine. you want to find the definite answer. Exactly. And I, I've pointed out before, it's my problem with this type of movie. It's a personal flaw, it's not usually on the part of the films. Of just, I need, I need clarity. I yeah. need, I need it all to fit in a box. But this, the, the, I don't it think, I, it doesn't. And I don't think the Joker works best with clarity because no, the last time not. we got a definite answer as to who the Joker was, it turned out there was fucking three of them, and yeah. that was the stupidest thing they ever did. Yeah, yeah. It's like there yeah. was the there's the normal one, the one that's Mark Hamill, and the one that eats faces. I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, it was just stupid. What does that mean? You know, for yeah. like, what does that say about the Joker name? Yeah. And, and then they didn't realise it didn't work. They're like, oh, fuck, throw the Watchman at it. See if that fixes it. It's like, oh, stop. Oh, it didn't, what name? Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've got, I've got too many thoughts about this movie. Yeah. Um, I will point out this wonderful image I found. <laughs> yes, you were talking about this at the start of the show. That I was going to show you beforehand. Now, again, I know it's visual jokes and audio medium. But someone pointed out just how much Joker without his jacket looks like McLovin when he tries to be an adult. <laughs> so there's that. And I'm oh, like, no. yeah, that's that's just McLovin. Oh, um, no. So if it's a, like a McLovin sequel, <laughs> I think I'd appreciate it that much more. Oh. McLovin got annoyed at Jonah Hill and... and um, <laughs> Uh, what's his face Michael Zia being mean to him and he became the Joker <laughs> he became Joaquin Phoenix yes um, yeah I I've just got too many thoughts Michael we may have to wrap up because I just I, uh, we could talk about this for another solid two hours yeah probably but I worry that we'd go down the rabbit hole and start making stop making any sense whatsoever yeah. much like this movie sometimes oh, um, I thought you were going to say much like the Joker but you know uh, okay okay one last thing before we before we go close on. out um because I've done the whole the conspiracy thing of like, oh, is it real or is it not? Yeah. When do you think the Joker came into the film? Because right. I, cause I think the the dial between Arthur and the Joker does this a lot. Yeah. Visual jokes on an audio podcast. Imagine a dial going mental. He's going, everybody. Oh, um, oh, sorry. I've got one more thing after this. As okay. Well, and then that's we fine. Don't finish. worry. For me, it, and this is what I'm saying about that, the last 20 minutes. Mm. Once he walks out onto Robert De Niro's show... Then he's Joker. Yeah, 100%. Then he's a version of the Joker. Not a favourite version of mine. I prefer my Joker more Laffy. Hmm. Um, he's I, a version. Yeah, I prefer it in the Mark Hamill. Um, oh, Mark Hamill's still the best. Don't oh, get me wrong. my God. Uh, Heath Ledger variety. Hmm. That's my Joker. That's what I'm looking for. And just the way this movie was set up, it was never going to be that. 
And this is what I'm saying of like, I don't need to see this Joker go and fight a Batman. No. I don't need to ever see him again. He doesn't work. He doesn't work as any other Joker other than this isolated one. I must say, fuck Crowbar in fucking Bruce Wayne's origin in again. Yeah, so... How when- many times do I have to watch them get shot? <laughs> that was like, when that started happening, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, they've got to do this. Oh, shit, I've got to watch the Waynes get killed again. Mm. Was a whole thing. It's like, it's just they don't know. They don't have to be linked all... It's a Gotham problem. Batman so, isn't linked to everybody. No, this is the thing that I appreciated about my theory, mm. that is that, that the only thing the Joker did was go on the TV show. He didn't do any of the rest. My, right. Because that is the only time anybody pays attention to what Arthur says. Mm. Because the guy quite specifically repeats the phrase, you get what you fucking deserve. Yeah. Nobody pays attention to Arthur for the rest of that film. The only yeah. person that is paying attention is his mind version of Sophie. Nobody yeah. gives a shit what Arthur says up until the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That's why I think that it's further open to interpretation. Okay. But the final thing I wanted to end it on, do you think he's Batman's brother? <laughs> do you oh, think that yeah. That oh, was in there. I forgot about that plot. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you who have uh, seen it, You'll know that there is ambiguity over whether or not Thomas Wayne actually had an affair with, oh my God, what's his mother's name? Uh, Mrs. Joker. (laughs) With Mrs. Joker. um, Or was that a fabrication? You find out he is adopted. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. But also she abused the fuck out of him. Uh, But is he abused? Because if we take it from the point of the entire movie... Is potentially all in his head. Every single part of it is in a mental person's head. Mm. That means all things then become like: is it real? Is it fake? So the adoption could be included in that, and that's the problem. Mm. Um, but let's take it as read that he's adopted. Because yeah, I was reading, I was reading that as because because it's shown that she was in Arkham, yes. which is a hospital, not an asylum here. Mm. Um, that she kind of has a bit of a Munchausen's thing going on, so that, like, she's sick, so she thinks her son is sick. Ah, right, okay. And, you know, it's, uh, oh, what is it, something by proxy? I don't know. Whatever. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that. So he she puts Joker on the meds, but the meds is what's actually causing Joker to have such a miserable fucking life. Yeah. He comes off them at the same time he's having a mental breakdown, and the Joker happens. Yeah. So, is but in and amongst all that is the question of is who was who was lying about his origin? Right. Is it actually it's Thomas Wayne's illegitimate son? Yeah, and he forced the adoption papers to be forged so that legally he wasn't right. Or is it the other way? He had nothing to do with Thomas Wayne. His mum yeah. is just mental and crazy, and this is part of her psychological abuse of her adopted son. Or is it all make-believe? Or is it all make-believe, which is something I'd not thought about. Is it all a dream? Is it all Um, a dream? I'm just going to option... That's my answer to every question from now on about I fell asleep watching The Incredibles 2, and this is what came out. Exactly. It's all a dream. None of it makes sense. This and Death Stranding, they both don't exist. They're not (laughs) real, everybody. Don't believe it. Okay, I know it says it's here in less than a month, but don't believe the hype, everybody. This was their warning. That's the crescendo. That's the punchline of the joke. You're saying the Joker is the fucking... It's the setup. It's the setup for the punchline of Death Stranding. Exactly that. (laughs) 
And that, Michael, is real. You put oh. your hat on that. They're connected. In fact, the trailer played before Joker. Yes, so it did. they're in on it. So if you play yours as well, unless you went to the same showing and we somehow didn't bump into each other. No, you didn't go suddenly. Well, there we go. Yeah, then, yeah. then we're fine. So it's all a joke. Rachel went, what's that? And I went, don't worry, it's not real. I haven't explained that to you. <laughs> That's where we left that conversation. <laughs> Don't worry, it's all a PR movie. It's just, it's, yeah, it's got out of hand there. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And she went, okay, she accepted that pretty well. But when you watch that trailer, you kind of go like, why is The Walking Dead going for baby? I mean, eh, it's basically Deliveroo the game. That's all you need to worry about. But it doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. Fucking Deliveroo the game. Yeah, yeah. It's all just including the section where you just sit outside a KFC waiting for something to do. Yep. So it's all exactly. good. Exactly. Right. So if you want my official review of Joker, <laughs> then that is the official answer of the. Um, and he calls the off-topic podcast. Then we've oh. been that for ten years. Um, Identity crisis. The official. Um, uh, the official opinion on Joker of um, Fair Entertainment podcast of the Popcorn podcast is that it is just a setup joke for Death Stranding to disappoint us all in a month. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to add that to the Pantheon. I'm pretty sure that's not been a reading in this movie yet. There's been about 10,000 fucking others, so yep. why not that one? <laughs> why not? It's all make-believe. Yep. You can read it however you want. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. I did enjoy the bit where he killed the Joker man, who the other clown who gave him the gun and was just being polite to Minnie Jones. <laughs> yeah. That was maybe my favourite scene other than the end. Oh, mate. There was a... Hang on. I'm going to have to... Whilst you also showed me an image, I'm going to show you an image It's as well. not going to beat McLovin Joker. <laughs> no, it, it isn't. But uh, I laughed and that's all. Lovely. Um, uh, here we go. Name a better duo. <laughs> it's uh, it's Minnie Jones and the, the lock that was on the door. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <sighs> I, can't, I I literally couldn't wait to get back and watch Shit's Creek on Netflix, <laughs> which you shouldn't sleep on. It's actually quite funny. Yeah. It's got Jim's dad from American Pie, Eugene Levy, and it's got the mom from Home Alone, who I genuinely thought was dead. Um, Didn't you tell me this the other day? I did, but yeah. I'm telling you again. I was just looking forward to getting back to that. I was like, I know everything that's going to happen on that show, and I'm okay with that. I mean, dumbing down. <laughs> My God. I actually got back last week and watched the bake-off just so I could just simmer the fuck down. Of like, right, I know there's just going to be some baking, there's going to be some crying over some tarts. <laughs> That's what I need right now. I need dumb shit in here because there's too much high-concept shit going on. I need to force that out with some baked goods. <sighs> and who said variety was a good thing? Even, even this podcast felt a lot longer than 45 tight minutes. Yep. How have we gone on such an emotional roller coaster? <laughs> it's only been 45 minutes. God, I'm really looking forward to Zombie Zombieland Double Tapped. I hope it's good. Just because I need a palate cleanser. And don't get me wrong, I didn't dislike this movie, but my God, do I need to forget about this movie. <laughs> it's not good for my health. Oh, God. <sighs> And he said the name of the act is The Aristocrats. Oh. <laughs> 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 You can, go and follow, <laughs> you can go and find me Agent on stuff. <laughs> You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and add that Mike Cohen. You can go and follow Darren and all of his nervous breakdowns <laughs> on, on Twitter and Instagram at the Gutridge, which is where you'll see where the next mass shooting happens. Uh, you can also go and follow the site at uh, username Fowlent, that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as on Spotify under the name Found Statement Podcasts or wherever you get your RSS feeds. And also on SoundCloud. Darren, what's coming up? 
Uh, well, coming up, we have... Oh, it's fine here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Michael Owen's magnum opus. No, it uh, was not the World Cup in 1998 against Argentina. No, this is a different Michael Owen and a different magnum opus. Yes. Your pitch that you've spent five months working on. <laughs> it's been cooking for a while now. It's to go. And I'll just say, without giving anything away, my effort has not matched yours no. in what we're going to do. No one expected To the point that. I might not even bother and just sit back. And just be, and just basically be the two old lads from the Muppets, and just fucking pick on you <laughs> whilst you're doing your thing. Um, I do know their names. It's, Waldorf and Statler. That's the one. Um, yeah, I'm not with them too because it's if it's taking you five months, and you've been telling me this thing is coming. Yeah, it's just been. Yeah, it's very much been the night from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it's just in the in the background for ages, and then all of a sudden, hey, it's here. Um, so look forward to that that's going to be our next picture oh 10th episode oh boy we've finally got movies coming yeah thank the fucking lord Zombieland's coming out Zombieland's coming out the Anne family's coming out uh, we've got well Star Wars is approaching mm. uh, Jumanji 2 is approaching mm. November's actually looking a bit dead oh um, god but that's fine because that's when video games start arriving Yay. Pokemon Sword and Shield there's an update tomorrow and we're not getting on it straight we're, away we're really happy we don't know everything <laughs> We it's are. It's great. I mean, look at the difference a year makes. Last year, every other week, here's 10 new Pokemon. This year, they took 24 hours live streaming of a picture to show off Galarian Ponytop. Yep. That's not even fairy type. Right? It's psychic. Right. Okay. And it's a shield exclusive. That's got to be balancing, right? Apparently, though, much with Obstagoon, there is a Rapidash evolution coming. That is a Pegasus. An evolution of Rapidash, not yeah. just a replacement for Rapidash. Apparently not. Oh, now I'm fucking interested. There's been a fairly substantive leak that looks pretty legit because it predicted Galarian Ponytar a week ahead of time. Shit, okay. And apparently also predicted Surfetched as well. Okay. That says, yeah, a, an evolution for Rapidash that's a Pegasus, Pegasus Pokemon is coming. Oh, I kind of want that. Mm. That'd be badass. That was in my um, South Africa pitch. It was. It was one of the evolutions I pitched for one of the many, many, <laughs> many, many evolutions I pitched. Um, but yeah, that's all to come. If you haven't yet, please do check out our last pitch in terms of the grab bag one uh, for my <laughs> comedy stylings on a Bear grill slash oh. um, Predator reality TV show <laughs> and Michael's best video game pitch today. Accidentally. Accidentally. Genius. Can you tell me it wasn't as good as fucking Pokemon Aether and Terror? No, Pokemon Aether and Terror is great, but... That... Yeah, no, I actually want to play the one that I said, though. Yeah, That's exactly. Okay. Much like the joke, it was a very happy accident that it just turned out to be great. Oh, well, oh. there we go. Bye, everybody! Bye!